Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Oh, you are men of stones. Had I your tongues and eyes, I'd use them so that heaven's vault should crack. She's gone forever. I know when one is dead, when one lives. She's dead as earth. Lend me a looking glass. If that her breath will mist or stain the stone, why, then she lives. On one side, we have the madness of King Lear, according to the Dems. On the other side, we have one bleeding from the eyes. One is bleeding from the styes. One is bleeding from the highs, and one is bleeding by surprise. And people don't know what to do. They don't know which way to turn. This country is going insane from this back and forth between Trump and the media and Trump and the psychos and the Dem side. They look at the political class and they ask, how did this nation come to this point that people like this are running the most powerful nation on earth or want to run it? How is this even possible? There really is a mass hysteria going on in the nation right now, and people are literally going crazy. I wrote about all of this in uh, Stop Mass Hysteria, a book, by the way, that is not just a sugar high from so-called conservatives who are selling snake oil to the masses and telling them it's a cure for cancer. I wrote on page 89, the perpetrators of this kind of mass hysteria are generally not members of the populace. Remember, the perpetrators manipulate the population into a state of mass hysteria to serve their own ends. Those among the populace who dare protest may be accused themselves. Those who don't necessarily get caught up in the hysteria are driven to silence. Does it sound familiar? I was writing about the Salem witch trials of the 1600s, but it does not really apply today in some ways, no? We're not allowed to speak up about the craziness that is going on around us. Look at the news story that came out that in Sweden a professor is calling for cannibalism as a vital way to save the planet. Cannibalism, cannibalism. Global warming, the idiots say, is to blame for virtually every problem on Earth, every bit of weather that happens. Banning straws and cows will supposedly stop it. And, of course, Trump to them is the cause of everything wrong. Just being white makes you a white supremacist and a racist. The border is being erased. People break the law and don't go to jail. Supposed anti-fascists use fascist tactics to shut down free speech. The push to accept that there are dozens of genders, well, horses are now allowed on planes as comfort animals. The yearly orgy at Burning Man is celebrated. Marijuana is going to save everyone's life. Bums are allowed to defecate on sidewalks as an example of the First Amendment. Junkies are given needles to shoot up safely. Cops are having milk thrown on them. Safe spaces on college campuses. There's so much more about the mass hysteria and madness of our times. 
This, my friends, is the world gone insane. I'm going to digress now to a different type of story, but it plays into exactly what I am talking about. When I was a teenager, one of my favorite actresses was Carol Lindley, who died at the age of 77. When I look at her in her early movies, I see class and elegance. I look back and I see the movies she was in and how she carried herself, and I see that is no longer the case in today's society. That's the way they were. Grace Kelly, Tippi Hedren, Audrey Hepburn, Laura Bacall, Ingrid Bergman, Donna Reed, Doris Day. There are many more who, when you saw them on the screen or in public, they carried themselves respectfully, confidently, strongly, yet still maintained their femininity. They were our role models. Those were the women we wanted to marry. Those were the women girls wanted to become. They were the women that young men could aspire to marry and have a family with, that young girls could look up to them as role models of how, mar- of how to act, and parents could see that their daughters uh, would become like them or their sons marrying them. Now, not to say that they were all perfect or behind closed doors were horrible. Who knows? It's the way they carried themselves in public that I am addressing. But what do we have now in public? Women who will become famous because they had a sex tape on the Internet? Ones who show you everything they can on TV and on every social media platform imaginable? Ones who divorce after six months only to start dating a member of the same gender in order to get more attention? They're trying to be trashier and dirtier and more vulgar than the next slut. And it's all accepted as normal. Think about what this is doing to our daughters and to our sons. The sick degenerates who run Hollywood did this. Now, look, sick degenerates always ran Hollywood, but at least they didn't poison the population. They kept it behind closed doors, and they projected family values. But now the degenerates in Hollywood project anti-family values, and the more degenerate and the more violent, the better. Nation has rejected God. We've rejected patriotism, rejected history, rejected science, only to create a new religion, and that is the religion of I can do whatever I want as long as I hate the nation and hate traditional values and throw in I hate Trump. That religion also welcomes you to outdo the craziest, insane thing the person before you did. We are now the dinosaurs going extinct as a result of a socialist, hedonist asteroid smashing into our nation, wiping out everything good that we know to be America. Only the rats and cockroaches will survive. We've gone from the madness of King Lear to the madness of our time. And I fear what is yet to come. Let's have a little Elizabethan music, Robert to soothe the aching beasts out there. I recognize that what you heard did not say Comey or a Fusion GPS. Uh, God knows Mueller is no longer in the lexicon of the, uh, of the geniuses in talk radio. I did not say Constitution. I did not say the Constitution once because I actually didn't write it. Uh, But there are those in radio who pretend that they actually wrote it. And they sell it. They made a lot of money. In fact, they made more money peddling the Constitution than those who wrote it did. In fact, the men who actually have their names on the Constitution never made a nickel doing it because they did it for the sake of humanity, not for the sake of their bank accounts. But nevertheless, that's part of the madness of our times. And I ask you, as I sit here on the Savage Nation, what topic would you like to talk about? It is Friday. It's open mic to mic Friday. TGIF, it is Friday. And although I am talking about the madness of King Lear to the madness of our times and how uh, things are not the way I would like them to be, there are new stories out there that I will get to when I think it is appropriate. Right now, I really don't think I want to jump cut to that. But I will open the lines to any topic that you think I have not touched on or any topic that you think is really the most important topic for talk radio uh, today. And also, as a special treat, I am the life coach again today. Many people emailed me and said, God, I didn't know you were a life coach, Dr. S. You did such a great job with that woman and her internet husband or her internet boyfriend. When you mentioned smell is important and she had not yet met him, people laughed hysterically. So if you have a question about your life or a relationship, that you would like me to answer. And it doesn't matter what your age bracket is. We take you from 8 to 80 on the Savage Nation. Anyone under 8 or over 80, truthfully, uh, I'd rather you not <laughs> I'd rather you not call. But uh, what the question, I'll see if I can answer you. I have only age and wisdom to offer you. Only age, education, and wisdom uh, is what I can offer you. I can't offer you anything else. I will not quote from a book. I will not quote from anyone else's expertise. I will just tell you what I think is the right thing to do, Okay. 
That's the beginning of the show. Again, the phone number is 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. We will also talk about this cannibalism story today because it's really about as low as it gets. The next is necrophilia. That will be coming out of Sweden or Norway or Finland, perhaps. But uh, I don't know if you caught this, but a um, Swedish social scientist, as you well know, there's no such thing as a social scientist. It's all an invention, uh, is saying that eating other people after they die could be a means of controlling global warming. See, everything ties back to Bernie the Madman. Now, I don't know where this is going to go, and maybe you just say he's a psychopath in Sweden, but if you look at the picture I posted with it, you'll actually die from fear. It shows somebody with uh, forks through human hands. Swedish scientist proposes cannibalism to fight climate change, not making this up, madness of our times. And I don't know what we'll soon hear uh, when people start eating corpses. Perhaps they'll have to come up with some ads for Wolf Blitzer to read or Andy Cooper on CNN, such as it's the other white meat or it tastes like chicken or good time, great taste or um, one man's meat is another man's poison. Or perhaps Wolf Blitzer will come up with another one, such as uh, real food for real people. Perhaps Pete Buttigieg will say, tastes so good, cat asks for it by name. Or perhaps uh, Beto O'Dork will say it's humanlicious. Or one of the other morons who think that global warming is a caused by man and has never occurred before in history. Or that the solution may be cannibalism. We don't know what their phrases may be, but we do know this. They are certifiably insane and all belong in a mental hospital. This is the Savage Nation. The phone number is... 855-407-282. And we're going to have a good time today, no matter what you people may think. I'll be right back. Savage. Hey, look, we all have boxes somewhere with old videotapes of vacations, graduations, and other events that have, you know, slipped away, right? You forgot about them. But those tapes and films can wear out over time, and you lose those memories forever. Not with Legacy Box. This is great. Now you can save your family films and photos from degrading or being lost forever by letting Legacy Box digitize them, bring back lost memories to watch and see them again. Now, here's what you do. Send your Legacy Box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll do the rest. Professionally digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, digital download, or DVD. Easy to follow instructions and safety barcodes included for every item. Receive all your original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies get personalized updates at every step receive up to 12 personalized email updates now look legacy box is the world's largest most trusted digitizer of home movies and photos over 450,000 families have trusted legacy box over a decade of experience all the work is done by hand right here in the u.s of a there has never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Are you listening? Here it comes, because for a limited time, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. You heard me right. You go to LegacyBox.com slash Savage, and you get 40% off your first order. You heard me right. 40% off by going to LegacyBox.com slash Savage. That's 40% off your order. Please get started and preserve your memories and your past today. That's LegacyBox.com slash Savage. I recognize that this music is uh, like putting a cross in front of a vampire for my audience. I recognize that. I should be playing some hard, heavy metal like I've been doing for years. But as you can see, um, I've thrown away all of the um, uh, assumed, assumed, no, I've thrown away all the assumptions about talk radio. I'm reinventing the show and I'm reinventing the medium by myself. I don't care whether anyone follows me, anyone copies, doesn't matter to me. I am not going to keep doing the same stuff until it's over because it's driving the business into the ground. Everybody knows that. And unless you're willing to take chances in the medium and change it as I am doing, this medium will not be around as we know it for very much longer, no matter what anyone tells you. Everybody knows that that is true, what I just said to you. So if I'm going to read from King Lear or, and play 
Elizabethan music to make a point. That's what I will. Ha- that's what I'm going to be doing. That's all, and that's the end of it. So today, since it's Friday, and thank God it is. God, I can't wait till the afternoon shows up here, and I'm free like a kid running out of school. <laughs> I have some plans for my. I have no plans. My plan is to be unplanned. I may go over the bridge. I may not go over the bridge. I may stay. I may not. I may go sailing. I may go bicycling. I may go running. I may go walking. I may go drinking. I may go talking. I may do nothing. I may just play with my old clocks. But right now, we're going to play with my audience. And um, I also introduced the idea of the life coach thing, where I'll answer any of your questions. Here's a one that I don't I think it's a sarcastic question. But Henry in San Fran, thank you, my friend. What's on your mind today? Well, Michael, my question is, I'm 63. Should I bother with women anymore? Uh, four out of five women that I've had long-term relationships with are dead. <laughs> oh, stop it, please. You're trying to, are you serious? Come on. Either a karma gets you or karma. Wait, Henry, come on. Are you making this up? No, not at all. Four, four out of five recent girlfriends died from what, from old age? Uh, one was from cancer. One got run over by a truck. One, one died. Uh, she was a heroin user. Uh, lucky that didn't affect me in our negative way. I'm still here. And, uh, the other one, uh, just died of natural causes. And who do you miss the, who do you miss the most? Way out. Who, who do you miss the most? Uh, the one that got run over by a truck. I was going to think the heroin addict, but okay. I was just guessing. You see, I'm surrounded by nut jobs. Uh, you know, I live here in Tijuana by the Bay, and I can't even put an American flag. How do you how do you how do you find women altogether? Being a conservative in in Tijuana by the Bay, uh, you know, word word of mouth. I don't use the internet. That I think that's garbage. Please, this is a family show, uh, Henry. Please, um, Henry, this is a yeah. family show. Let's keep it uh, let's keep it clean. For the last last few women that approached me were complete nut, liberal nut jobs. And I can't talk to the women here because they, you know, you, you mentioned that uh, uh, logic about global warming. You mentioned about logic about any other subject. You mean you try to show them facts and right away they hate you. Look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, well, that's because you're living in a lunatic asylum. But I once did a, a parody, I think 20 years ago, how to pick up liberal women in bookstores, which I thought was hilarious. But it's always been well known among single men that you have to fake it with women, uh, especially in liberal cities. And most cities are liberal. You know, you, you can't ever expose your politics right off the bat. You know that. Right. So how do, how do you meet people? Like online? Is that what you've been doing? I've stopped meeting people. I, I don't even bother anymore. I just... I, is that a product of them dying or a product of your lost interest in the opposite sex? Uh... Both, you know. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm, I don't want to be end up as a caregiver. You know, I've always. Oh, do you have your own property? No. Okay. Well, okay. That's another big factor. Where once they move in, you can't I get live to in move out. Housing where I'm surrounded by big nut jobs. All right. So, what are you going to do for the? What if you live to ninety? I mean, the 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 medicine today and the way you sound like a healthy guy. You're liable to live to eighty five. What are you going to do? Not have a woman for the next sixty years or twenty years? Um, you know, I, I, I'll tell you something that I learned. Uh, it is more, you're more lonely with the wrong woman. I mean, and you know, you can have two minutes of joy with the right woman, or you can have two you could have lifelong misery with the wrong, wrong woman. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, you really have a lot of life experience to, to share with the young ones. You're probably driving more men away from marriage than any single caller I've ever had. Uh, have you ever been married? No. Oh, so you really never had the joys of uh, parenthood? No, not at no, all. No, no, no. Two a.m. stepping on wet diapers, or if I wanted the kid. No, no. Three in the morning approaching the woman that you had had the hots for and stepping in a wet diaper. None of that. Shit, you know. Pardon my life. You, you never had the pleasure of stepping on a rattle and and losing your your ardor for the woman. Nothing like that. When I was young, the feel of the feel of plastic breaking underneath your arch—nice feeling at one in the morning. That there's nothing like that to keep your sex life alive. Is uh, you know that kind of thing. So all right, so what are you going to do? Nothing. I, I join a group, a conservative group. Well, right, so, I mean, there, come on, you know you're not alone. Even in San Francisco, the population is not as crazy as they make believe. There's probably, I would guess, fifteen to twenty percent of the population doesn't agree with this insanity. So out of that pool of 15 to 20%, there's got to be a lot of women in that category for you. 
So my answer is all my girlfriends died. Should I bother with women? Yes, absolutely. You sound like you're full of life. You have a sense of humor. And yes, get back into the dating world. Now, I could get this guy a date in two seconds if I wanted, but I tried that 20 years ago. It ended at homicide, I think. So I never did it again. I don't know who the guys are. I mean, I say, I say, give me your name and address. And a woman, you want to meet him? Yes. And they send it to the producers. Then we put them together. The next thing you know, the guy was a slasher or a stalker or a rapist. So we're not, we can't do that in radio. We do not do uh, relationship advice on the Savage Nation. I mean, we don't put you together. Forget about it. Savage. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. What happened to the crazy Irishmen? Where are they, the fighting Irish? What happened to the Vikings? Where have they gone? Where have all the men gone in the Western Hemisphere? What happened to them? A group of psychotic, degenerate women drove them out of their own countries? Yeah, that's how it started. That's how it started, and that's not how it ends. Now we're being told cannibalism may be a solution to global warming. Well, if that's the case, I suggest that Pete Buttigieg start by um, dining on Bernie Sanders. Let's see how that tastes, see if that works out. Unbelievable how sick they are. Sick, and they get away with it. They get away with it. Let's go to New York, uh, Marisol, line seven. What's on your mind, Marisol? Well, my concern is um, how do I stand or sit by the sideline waiting for my son who's in college to, uh, to do exactly as his potential, to reach his potential? Um, I'm a very involved parent, and... Um, but I, I hear there's a lot of anguish in your voice. You're having troubles with him, huh? I do, and... Um, well, what is it, the drugs? No, it's not drugs. He's just, he's a good kid. He's in the uh, ROTC. He's a 3.1 average. Um, he's in a fraternity now, and he's doing um, a club sport. <laughs> so what's, so where, where's the issue, then? <laughs> I want him to... Uh, is that okay? I mean, I have to wait on the sideline. I have to... Wait, wait, I don't understand. He sounds like he's doing okay. You want him to do better than okay. Is that what I'm hearing? Him to be a, he has the potential to be a 3.8. He can be a... All right, so you're saying 3.1 and, and fraternity and sports is not enough for you. You want more. Yes. All right, so look, in, in the Chinese culture, they're known as tiger moms, and there's nothing wrong with that. No matter what the kid does, they want him to do more, and that's a good thing. It's not considered fashionable anymore. I have a friend who uh, is an older man. He made a lot of money in his life. He worked hard since he was a kid. But he had a father who drove him, drove him all the time. He'd come home with a, uh, like an A, and the father would say, why didn't you get an A plus? Now, today, they would consider that child abuse. But it isn't child abuse. How do you think a child excels but by being pushed? 
Exactly. But on the other hand, if you start pushing too hard, and I don't know your son and nor your dynamics, he could go the other way also and say that you're too pushy and you don't want, you know, the other thing could happen. I assume there's no father in the family, right? No, no, there is a father, and uh, we have a great marriage, and um, he's a wonderful husband, and I have another son who I push just as much. But it was easier to have them in high school, and I'm a very involved parent. I volunteer. I'm in the community. I'm, you know, the kids are doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. I just feel like in college, you know, he should be, um, he can be a 3.8. He can be on a Division One wrestling team. He can be, and he's just... Um, I'll tell you, the number one, the number one problem for parents is marijuana. Once that child gets into using marijuana, their grades are going to slip, their motivation will leave them, and you will lose them as a person. I'll tell you right now, it's the most dangerous drug that has ever come along. Most kids inherently will avoid needles, inherently would not snort heroin. They're not going to use crack. They're not going to use speed. But they might use, oh, yeah, just a joint. It's real. And the way the society pushes it, it's called dope for a reason. It makes people dopier. Yeah, and they... Is he using marijuana? No, I don't know. I don't know. He, so you're living in New York City, and he went away to a school out where? Where'd he go? He's, at, um, he's out in Binghamton. Well, I don't know that you have much to worry. He's got a 3.1. He's on a sports team. He doesn't use drugs. I don't know where the worry's coming from. I don't know either. I just... Uh... I know. You're a smother mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to send you my life story because not to promote a book. You're the kind who will actually read it. A Savage Life Goes Out to You from Michael Savage. It's a great book, by the way, and people are loving it. Let's go to the next caller, California Alex, line nine. What's on your mind, Alex? It's open mic to Mike Friday. What's, uh, what's in your head today? Well, I just wanted to thank you, first off, Dr. Savage, for taking the time to speak to me. It's a great honor. Um, I just finished reading God, Faith, and Reason uh, about two or three days ago, and I want to let you know the, the chapter about the, where Hanukkah came from and the, the menorah lasting for eight days really touched me because I kind of went through something similar similar to that, and, you know, it really felt like I could relate to it. it well, you mean where you were down on the bottom and you had to reach into your soul for the last drop of, of oil? Absolutely. That is 100%. You know, I, I read that at the White House to a few people, and I was there for the Hanukkah party at Doc, Doc, Donald Trump's great Hanukkah party last uh, October. I didn't read it on a stage, but I read it to some very prominent individuals they were all knocked out by it. I mean, some of the top people, they said that your interpretation of Hanukkah, I, they'd never heard of it. And they asked me to come back this year and possibly read it to the, to the, um, to the group. I don't know whether they still will do that. Things have changed, but it doesn't really matter. It, there's eternal knowledge and wisdom in some of these stories. And they don't originate with me, Alex. They originate from a life experience and talking with people far more spiritually involved than I am. That's how I learned a lot of those things, Alex. I'm right there with you. I, 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 am the, I live my life the same way. Um, I talk to everybody. I learn from everybody. I learn from good and bad. You know, That's I, correct. You've got to be out in life, and you've got you to open yourself up to life and to people. It's hard to do. But there's one adage I would like to leave everyone with, which is life is with people. That was written by someone else, a very bright man. Life is with people, and when you get down and you feel lonely and you're lost and you're isolated, there's one cure for it, and that's to talk to somebody. Talk, talk, talk. It's the greatest salvation for any human being. It's what we were designed to do. If God wanted us to be alone, he would have had us alone. He doesn't want us to be alone. He wants us to be with others. Uh, we are fundamentally social animals, and I thank you for calling the uh, Savage Nation. Let's go to San Francisco. Again, if you have any topics that are bothering you you think are worthy of discussion uh phone number is 855-407-282 haiti in north carolina line two welcome to the program good afternoon good to speak with you thank you uh i was a little intrigued when you mentioned about cannibalism and whatnot because years ago i'm 71 and i was in college and i was a long-haired rock and roller and all that good stuff and yep. i read a modest proposal by jonathan swift yep are you familiar with that? Yes, I am, but tell the audience. Well, it's, it's a mod I don't remember all the details, but it seems like it was an overpopulation in uh, Ireland and uh, a lot of famine in England, and they were saying, well, the Irish could sell their babies to the English, and they could use it for food. And they could have had a, a logo to go with it. It's the other white meat. 
There you go. That's right. And it was all milk fed, and it, it cost nothing to raise. And uh, well, if we're reaching that point, you know, look. Let me back up on this. I'm not shocked by anything in the in the world anymore, because I've studied every possible rivulet of human insanity, and as a as a social anthropologist, which I was on the road to my PhD, I studied primitive societies in the South Pacific and in the Western Pacific. And as you well know, in New Guinea, cannibalism was still practiced until quite uh, in modern times. In fact, in the Fiji Islands, the last <coughs> known, the, uh, the Hawaiians ate humans. They called it long pig during terms of famine, times of famine. I'm sure you know that. The Fijians were known to be cannibals right up until the last noted reference to it was by a missionary. I believe it was in the late 1920s or 30s, and I remember reading the journal entry. He said he was sitting around a fire with the Fijian warriors, and they brought a young girl out who was raised and bred specifically to be to be cannibalized, if you can believe this. And they cut her nose off and threw it on the fire, and they said, it's the best part. Would you like a bite? That's what the... Uh, the Christian missionary reported. So this is not unusual for me to see. Fortunately, the Fijians were Christianized and that behavior stopped. But as we increasingly lose our connection to Christianity, to Judaism, to the religions that have made Western civilization the greatness that it is, we are devolving into not only cannibals, but things worse than that. And I think that's the answer. The more we lose touch with the civilizing influences of religion, the more insane our societies are becoming. And by the way, the detachment from logic and reason is apparent in virtually all the Democrats. These are anti-God, anti-religion, anti-Jewish, anti-Israel, and as you would expect, they're totally insane. They've disconnected from any logic, any reason. They make no sense. So if I talk about um, a Swedish social scientists suggesting cannibalism as a solution to global warming. Yes, I understand the anthropological history of cannibalism because I have studied it and I understand how these things uh, evolve. However, there is a good reason not to eat human flesh from a medical point of view, if you want me to go into that, because this is not even a, not, not so much a casual understanding of mine. It's actually a, a deep, detailed knowledge of mine. Let me give you an example. In New Guinea, they have were well-known as cannibals in New Guinea. They ate each other. Or if they had the occasional uh, explorer or missionary they didn't like, they threw him in a pot. They actually did. Now, there is a disease that affects the brain that was well-known in, in New Guinea that was a direct result from eating the diseased brains of others. Did you know that? Do you know the name of that disease? Well, you can look it up. And so there are great dangers in eating human beings. Maybe you ought to tell the social scientist that if he has no morals and no ethics and certainly no religious foundation, perhaps he ought to at least study medicine. But then again, if you're talking about global warming, it immediately means you have no logic, no science. So therefore, how are you going to reach him? I'll be right back. Savage. So now we're sitting here, and my show today is from the madness of King Lear to the madness of our times, and I give you example after example of example. And most of us who pay our taxes and go to work try to pay no attention to it, and yet they regale these lunatics in front of our faces day and night. And I don't have to list them. When you watch the debates, the Democrats, they're obsessed with only a few topics. Right now, the uh, topic of du jour is the world's coming to an end unless we eliminate everything on the planet from straws to cars. how Who's going to vote for this? How many stupid, drug-addicted college children are there? Who told them this is the number one issue? How do they think this is going to get them elected? Take away a man's pickup truck and his pride, and he's going to vote for you? So you know, now we're hearing one of them says cannibalism is the answer. Really, a professor in, in Sweden. And I mentioned at the, at the outbreak, uh, at the end of the last segment, that there is a disease among people from New Guinea who practice a form of cannibalism in which they ate the brains of dead people as part of a funeral ritual, and the disease is called kuru. And it's caused by an infectious, pro an infectious protein, a prion, 
that is found in contaminated human brain tissue. Kuru is found among people from New Guinea who did practice a form of cannibalism in which they ate the brains of dead people as part of a funeral ritual. I'm collaterally interested in it because my doctoral thesis was about an amyloid protein, a Lou Gehrig's-type disease that is found, again, an amyloid-type protein that develops in the brains of people who eat a certain kind of plant in New Guinea, a cycad. So I'm fascinated by the human brain and what could happen to it. And uh, disease in general has always fascinated me. Let's go to some callers. Terry in San Francisco, line three. Go ahead, please. Yes, my question is, how do you live day by day after being diagnosed with a terminal illness and find happiness and deal with your own mortality? I assume this is a factor of reality for you, correct? It is. Very sad. And I will tell you, I don't have an answer. Other than in my own life, I have made a decision. That if, God forbid, I get sick or I am diagnosed with a fatal illness, I will leave radio and disappear from the airwaves. I would never stay on the radio and bum people out. There are people on radio who are near death. I will not mention names. These are people who have mocked me and called me too old. They are dying, and they're dying on air. You could hear them dying on air. It's very sad. Mm -hmm. Many of them have had surgery after surgery. They're on medication to get up every day on the show, but they will not stop. Is that a mark? of nobility or is it a mark of stupidity i'll let people decide i decided for myself i have the same energy i had 25 years ago when i began a radio if not more my focus is better but i'm saying to you because i had a brush with something very recently that i thought was be would be really bad luckily it was nothing and i said to myself if this turns out to be as bad as i fear i'm leaving radio i will say goodbye to my audience and that'll be it i don't know what i would do god forbid in that case Mm-hmm. I have no idea how I would spend my days other than in prayer. I suppose in my case, it would only be spent in prayer. There's nowhere else I could go if I were to be, God forbid, that sick. I certainly wouldn't stay on the radio and attack people as though that makes sense. Because remember, God sees the truth but waits. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the Savage Nation Friday edition. And although I have been talking about uh, how we've gone from the madness of King Lear to the madness of our times, if you missed that opening... It's something not to be missed. It's set new standards in talk radio that the listeners certainly appreciate. Those in the business have not yet understood it. Perhaps one day they will. Perhaps one day they won't. But it can be listened to on the podcast, which is posted at the end of the um, day every day. So now we come down to the politics of the day and the open mic to mic thing. If you have a topic I didn't touch on that you feel is burning inside of you, 855 407282 is the power of the phone number that will open up a vast audience of listeners to you. I have a question for you. It's this guy Beto now is using dirty words to attract attention. Is it Beto? Jim, you sent me the article. Here it is. This guy Beto is collapsing in the polls, and they're asking, can the F-bomb save Beto? And he's now using the F-word in almost every speech to show how wild and cool he is. And he is wondering if this will help him break through to the electorate. And this guy O'Rourke is uh, certainly a complete failure from the top to the bottom. He's using profanity now. And his campaign, which is falling apart, which was mocked, it was mocked before he started using vulgarity because he sounded so bland and so, so, so empty. So now he starts dropping the F-bomb and he's using it on Twitter and now he has T-shirts with um, vulgarities, using coarse language wherever he goes. And uh, a question is being asked by Politico, John Harris, where he says the Texan's coarse language is a frivolous dimension of a serious question for Democrats. Should progressive leaders confront the rawness 
and the norm-shattering nature of President Donald Trump's political style with something similar? Or should they stand for a return to standards that used to be assumed for any presidential contender, including language reflecting the gravity of the office or at a minimum was G-rated? Now, first of all, Trump does not use vulgarity. So let's stop with the general, the sweeping generalization. No, Trump does not use vulgarities. Beto is the one who's got the potty mouth. Uh, but in either case, the question remains. Obviously, uh, we don't want vulgarity entering the presidential race. And we would like a little decorum return to the presidency. We certainly would like it from both sides to reflect, by the way, the power gravity of uh, the presidential office. That's what I would like to say. But that's not the only question that we're talking about. You know, a bigger question to me is this obsession with climate change. When, first of all, the science has not proven that there's climate change. Let me explain something that is taught to a seventh grader. I want to say it over and over and over again. The mark of a stupid person who does not know the fundamentals of anything to do with science says all the science is in. Whenever you hear someone say the science is in, all scientists agree. Most scientists agree. That's the mark of an ignoramus. And let me explain why. One of the primary theorems or rules of science is this, is that there are no absolutes in science. Now, a seventh grader, a smart one, understands what that means. What does that mean, there are no absolutes in science? It means that by the nature of the uh, practice of science itself, it's always open to new data, new evidence, so that the truth can be determined. So if someone says, this is absolutely true, that is the statement of a religion, not the statement of a scientific person. A religion can be 100% certain of something because you can't disprove it. Another way of looking at science is this. A scientific fact is something that can potentially be disproven. Think about that one. A scientific fact is something that could potentially be disproven, right? So if you say God is everywhere, that's not a scientific fact because you can't potentially disprove it. That's a belief system, right? But if you make a scientific statement that the world is coming to an end because man is destroying it through global warming, that's a scientific statement that can be potentially disproven. And there are many scientists who have disproven that notion. However, the media is locked on to this notion that all the science is in and all scientists agree, which is false. All scientists don't agree on anything, by the way. I don't think they ever have, nor will they ever do it. And that's what makes scientists, science the most interesting of all fields, because it's the most open-minded of all fields. No, the science is not all in, Bernie. You, you know, I can go on and on. So I'm giving you an example. But how do the Democrats assume that so many or sufficient numbers of people are so brainwashed into, into fearing the world will come to an end unless they're elected, that they're going to get elected? How do they come to this calculation? I don't have an answer for that. I don't know who whispered in their ear that this is the road to power. But I did find something for you from Nancy Pelosi to show you how the Democrats use smear tactics. This is from June 22nd, 2017, where she smirks and talks about how to demonize and to destroy a person. Listen carefully. You demonize and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest. And then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. So this vicious human being, Pelosi, is boasting about how she uses smear tactics. You know they used it on Trump for two straight years, and it, it blew up in their face. Uh, they used it on Kavanaugh. Remember, they tried to destroy Kavanaugh with the false rape charges. Why did? Why is it that the woman who brought those charges did not go to jail? Why is it Diane Feinstein was not impeached? I want to know why Feinstein was not destroyed from what she did to Kavanaugh. Why is that destroyer of human beings allowed to sit on those committees? Why is she still one of the most powerful senators in American history? Why? Because we have a totally corrupt system. That's why. I have some great sound, and I could again play these foolish idiots on climate this and climate that. They are obsessed with it. You know, there's nothing, there's no other word for it. They're obsessed with it. Here is Bernie Sanders 
talking about eliminating all debt and getting called out on it in clip six. Listen to this. There's a difference. No, okay. I don't, we're not here to talk about, you know, I don't believe we wipe out credit card debt. You know, you want to buy something, you pay for it. Oh. But I do believe we have to make a distinction. Oh, if somebody oh, oh. comes down as diagnosed with a serious heart illness, oh. and it happens to people every day, somebody yeah. in your family, your mother, your dad, is diagnosed and having to treat treated with Alzheimer's, that's an expensive proposition. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. go into debt. All right? I think that's a very different thing than saying, you know, somebody wants to buy a fancy house or a fancy car. But I think as a nation, I mean, you raised a good question, but I think we have got to get our priorities right. And one of our priorities is to make sure that a con man communist like you is put in prison for poisoning the American psyche. That's all. This is the savage nation. There's more. Much more insanity coming from the left. I've never quite understood how people can buy these bills of goods, but they do. Let's take some callers on the program right now. San Francisco, Carol, line four, you're up on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Hi, Michael. I understand that uh, the school board is pushing marijuana for five-year-olds in San Francisco. Didn't know that, that's, child, that's child abuse. Yep. It was on uh, Laura Ingram's program last night, and the guy's being paid to represent the drug industry to be there. But well, wanted if, to if they were to try and impose the use of marijuana on a child of that age, and it was my child, I would sue them and try to have them arrested for child abuse. What else can you do? I agree with you totally. What else can you do? I mean, this city is the sickest city in the history of the world, and it's getting sicker by the day. So when you hear now they want to give marijuana to five-year-olds, and we know that marijuana is extremely dangerous for developing brains, uh, and, and they know it as well. They know what the data is, and yet they're pushing this kind of child abuse, and there's no adults in the city or in the state to say a word. All I can do is give you the facts, and the facts are that cannabis sativa is a very dangerous drug for anybody, but especially for developing brains, and more specifically, not only for teenagers, but for uh, young children as well. They want it. what do you mean, give it to five-year-olds? In what way? Actually give it out in schools? Gavin is pushing that, I think. I don't believe it. Well, it was on Laura Ingram program last I know. You mentioned her twice. I recognize that you mentioned her twice because you, you want to promote her, and that's very nice of you. But I don't believe Gavin Newsom is that stupid that he would promote marijuana for five-year-olds. But I do thank you for promoting uh, Laura's show twice in, that, in a few minutes. I'm sure she'll reward you with a meal ticket to a restaurant of your choice. The phone number is 855 855- 400s. I don't mind. I like Laura. She's the only one on Fox that I actually like. She's wanted me on. She's almost, she'd love to have me on. She can't. She's blocked by Wallbanger, I think. I'm not quite sure. No one knows. But we. everyone knows that Wallbanger runs that as a fiefdom, as though he owns it. And because he never went past high school, he's very jealous of those who have. And he's been terrified his entire life that he'll be found out for the empty suit that he actually is. I'll be right back. Savage. This is the Savage Nation. I actually ran around the studio looking for something. I'm going to take a call. You'll see in a minute what, what I was running for. Uh, Barry, Las Vegas, thanks for calling and listening to the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Mike, I wanna, I've heard your feeling about uh, marijuana, but I don't think I've heard you talk about the CBD oil for aches and pains. Yes, totally different, totally different uh, story. Uh, CBD oil is not psychoactive in the manner that tetrahydrocannabinol is. THC is very deadly for most people, especially for the young. But CBD, as you well know, is another alkaloid inside the marijuana plant, and it's got great pain-relieving properties. As a matter of fact, Barry, I advertise a product. Is it on my podcast, Robert, or on my show? It's CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On. I've used it. I mean, I have a bad pain in my neck from an injury, a weightlifting injury from many years ago. And if I overdo it to this day, it still hurts. But I rub it on. I swear to God, the pain goes away and there's no psychoactive uh, reaction. Are you there? I am here. I'm the one who brought the MG back from Santa Rosa that my dad gave me. And I just wanted to let you know it's still running great, a 1950 MGTD. And I gave it to my son. It's his turn. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. What do you have in there? You have SU carburetors in it? Uh, it has two SU carburetors. It has a uh, 
1955 PF engine in it, which is a little stronger. And um, but but did did they come with with SU carbs or they come with Weber's? No, they came with SU carbs. Two of them. Yeah, I I have one Jag with twin SUs, and then I have another Jag with a triple SU uh, rig. It's unbelievable. It came out of like the equivalent of the of the D Jag racing car. Awesome, awesome. They're still great carburetors. So Barry, yes, this stuff works. And um, I wouldn't advertise it. In fact, when they brought me the product, I hate to turn it into an infomercial, I said, look, you know, I got to research the CBD elements, and I spent a lot of time. If the product is well made, and it's not made by shysters, and there's no seepage of THC into the, into the oil, you're not going to get any, any weirdo effects in your brain. You're just going to get pain relief. And this cryo-freeze that I advertise, CBD oil, they should advertise it on my radio show, is, is unbelievable. It has menthol and CBD oil, and it works for me. Why? Have you used this stuff? I'm going to use it. Uh, I've just been a little cautious because I haven't heard that much about it, or you talk about it. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm an expert on phytochemistry. There's no one else in the radio or TV business who has my background. I'm an expert in the field. I'm very leery of marijuana for good reason, but I'm not leery of CBD. It's a totally different alkaloid. Look, let's go back to cocaine, for example, as an example. You take the coca leaf. And when you read that the Peruvian, the Incas, could chew, who chewed coca leaves, could work at altitudes of nine to 13,000 feet all day long without eating because they were chewing the leaves, you say that's a miraculous plant, right? Now, the coca leaf contains 17 or so alkaloids, the last I remember, amongst which there was an alkaloid called cocaine, which is a single alkaloid out of, out of the leaf. But when you ingest the entire leaf by chewing it, it does not have the same effects as cocaine as isolated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In other as nature made that miraculous plant, the coca leaf, for the indigenous people have used it for thousands of years with, with impunity. It's a fabulous, life-saving herbal medicine, co cocaine leaf, coca leaf, sorry. But when you then isolate the cocaine out of the leaf, you're going to get a different effect entirely than you would by chewing the entire coca leaf. So I'm very familiar with, you know, distinct components of plants and such, including the marijuana leaf, cannabis sativa, and all of the different alkaloids in it. And as I say, uh, CBD is one thing, uh, tetrahydrocannabinol is another. So I hope that answers your question. Maybe it's given you too much information. I don't really know. Maybe people don't want to hear it. Maybe I'd rather talk about SU carburetors. Side draft carburetors are a big pain in the neck to begin with. I don't know about you. I like carburetors. There's something, there's a boy in me that still loves the smell of fuel and fumes. And there's a magic to the smell of leather, wood, and fumes combined that's almost a euphoric, guess a euphoric effect. You know, I, I, there's something about garages that I love. I, I, I had an electric car in the family. It was a wonderful car, but it was like driving a computer. It just didn't do anything for me. I still like the romance of the road. I like a car to make noise. So, I mean, I have a Hellcat, and one of the first off the assembly line in 2016. A black, a black devil. It's unbelievable, this car. It looks like it's speeding when it's in the garage, that kind of thing. It doesn't have the ugly stripe on it. It's not like a weird orange. It's a, it's a metallic black that's awesome. Greatest color ever made for a car. And I don't know how they could make a car like that for, for, for the amount of money they charge. I still have it. It's not worth that much. They dropped in value. It's not like a collector's car. But boy, does that thing make noise. I love it. The Westwood One Podcast Network.